Welcome to the Grass-Fed Podcast with certified nutrition consultant and creator of the wellness hub, grassfedgirl.com, Caitlin Weeks. Listen in while she interviews her natural-minded friends and colleagues about how to enjoy relaxed paleo and low-carb living. Caitlin's husband, professional chef and co-author of Mediterranean Paleo Cooking, Nabil Boomerar, often stops in to answer questions about gluten-free cooking. Get ready to learn about a holistic lifestyle that is rewarding and fun. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Grassfed Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today. Me and grass-fed chef just got back from a big trip, so we are fighting that jet lag and getting back into the swing of things. So we wanted to do this podcast today about how to be gluten-free in Italy and how to travel gluten-free and that kind of thing. So we really think that you know travel is a time to let your hair down and not be so rigid on the rules and everything. I mean, depending on your health and your health goals, but I think that when you're traveling, you really have to uh, let yourself try, try the local food and really immerse yourself in the culture. And, you know, if you do have celiac disease, then you do have to be more careful. But with a little bit of research beforehand, you can have a great time, especially in Italy. I think they have a lot more... Uh, understanding of celiac disease and gluten sensitivity so it's really easy to eat there with the help of your waiters and Yelp of course and TripAdvisor are your friends. Um, You can also get apps that will help you to uh, there's a celiac card that will an app for that so you can show that in in all languages So you can use that whenever you're traveling. So download that before you go, especially if you're really sensitive, um, because you don't want your vacation to be ruined by sickness uh, or, you know, headaches or whatever happens to you. So we just had a great time in Italy, and we thought it'd be fun to talk about that and all the stuff that we ate, because we live to eat and we love food, and so we thought we'd share our good times with you and Grassfed Chef's here with me today. He has been busy and out of town for a long time, so I'm so excited that he's back joining us today. Hi everyone, thank you for listening. Sorry I wasn't you know, able to do the podcast because I was away for a long time and busy with work and family things. So we want to talk about our trip to Italy, which is, it seems like we did not go and visit the country we went to visit the food of the country because the only thing we did is wake up go and eat then eat again then eat again so basically we planned our trip just eating and do things around the food itself especially Italy it's known with their beautiful food and an outstanding uh, produce and seafood too they have wonderful seafood which we love all that because if you have our book mediterranean paleo cooking you can see how much we love all that kind of food and it's a real crossover in the mediterranean region as far as flavors and spices and you know there's figs and there's olives and 
the fish and sardines and all that kind of stuff. It's all very similar. So we really enjoyed digging into that. So especially the octopus carpaccio. Oh yeah. So the first place, and you might think, oh, Rome's all, or Italy's all pizza and pasta. Well, it is a big part of it, but, uh, you know, we definitely tried that the first day, and we kind of got our fill of it, and then we moved on to other foods that we usually eat more most of the time. So um, I think if you eat some gluten-free pasta and pizza and just kind of, we just kind of binged on that the first day or two and then we're like that's enough we just we're over it now so um but we had some pretty good stuff so the first place we got off we flew to Rome and that was really fun it was hot of course and so we went to the first place that we we stayed in a Marriott we have like a Marriott rewards membership. So we stayed in a Marriott. It was a little far out of town. So think about that when you're planning. Uh, you got to plan your your transportation. We didn't quite plan it that good. So think about where you're going to stay and what you're going to do with your bags and things like that and how you're going to get around because it was kind of a pain because our hotel was a little far out of town. But they did have a shuttle, so we took that. So that helped. But first, we were really hung. We were pretty hungry because we got there about three o'clock, and we didn't really have that good a lunch on the plane because uh, we forgot to order like the gluten-free meal on the plane. So we were kind of hungry, and we to made the mistake of going into the Vatican City area without really having a plan of where to eat, and so we just kind of pulled up something on our phone. And we went to the first place, and it turned out to be kind of a tourist trap. And did had gluten-free pizza, but I swear it was, like, out of a box. So, you know, do yourself a favor. Steer a little clear of the touristy areas if you can, um, because the food is probably not going to be that good. It's like, I mean, we used to live in San Francisco, and food in San Francisco and Union Square is all, you know, a lot of it is a ripoff because there's so many tourists and stuff. So you kind of have to go just a little bit out and then you can get some better food or you just have to do better research. Uh, so avoid the La Capa de Oro. I mean, maybe we just had a bad experience. Um, maybe the other food was good, but the gluten-free pizza was definitely lacking in our... We would have been better from the grocery store probably. Like the Amy's, I've had better pizzas from Amy's in the grocery store freezer. That was the worst pizza place I've been, uh, I mean, is the person brings the pizza in aluminum foil and puts it on your table and it tells you, please do not take it out of this plate and don't put it on the regular plate. <laughs> and it didn't make any sense, but, you know, the first bite, you can tell that the dough itself, it was not made fresh. It was in the freezer for quite some time. And what, what tricked me was there were it, it says on their website the first gluten-free pizza in Rome. So I assumed like, oh, that's the first people who thought about gluten-free. So from the time they discovered gluten-free to today, they would have done a better job than that. They probably had some practice what we thought. 
But anyway, you know, just it's always a good idea to use caution when you're in a tourist area because you're probably not going to get the best food. So be careful of that. So later, we, we went around, looked at some sites. We took one of those little red buses around and hop on hop off yeah it was pretty good because it was pretty hot so it was nice to just kind of see stuff without um being so having to walk so much because we love to walk usually but when it's like 100 degrees you're like over it so uh that later on that night we had read about this place called mama eat on the zest bakery blog from san francisco and it was a fully gluten-free restaurant, or they have a fully dedicated gluten-free kitchen or something like that. And it was in a really cute area called Travestieri. Please forgive our Italian. <laughs> we don't, we can't say any words, right? So uh, that was a really cute neighborhood. If you can get out there, because there's tons of like street performers and the old cobblestone streets and really cute you know, little narrow paths, and it's just very romantic and uh, just a really fun area. So we had, we were glad we got to that area because of the restaurant, and it was a pretty good. Mine was a really good lasagna. It was pretty standard, you know, kind of tasted like just a, you know, a just lasagna. It wasn't super gourmet or anything like that, but it was totally fine. And Nabil got, uh, his was, the, the, go the ahead. Pasta, the pasta del mar, which is like a seafood pasta, which is gluten-free. The only, the sauce was amazing. The sauce was made of uh, cherry tomatoes and a lot of butter, so it was creamy. Uh, I like the sauce. I like the way they cooked the shrimp. It was really tender and soft. But the only issue I had with it it seems like they used the wrong pasta because it was really al dente and I was chewing through it. Um, as a chef, sometimes I like to, you know, call at least the sous chef and let him know that they did a big mistake sending raw food basically to the table. But I was so disappointed that I did not when I eat the pasta itself, I just ate the sauce and the seafood, that was it. And I was expecting the restaurant to do a better job, but... Well, you got to take a little bit of credit because you didn't say anything. And I think they would have remade your food, but you know. he didn't want to complain. So, um, but he loved the sauce and he loved the seafood and mine was good. And we got some side, I some side items. He got, he, he got the the mozzarella and caprese salad everywhere we went and um i'm crazy about liked, the he mozzarella to, cheese he likes to try everyone and i think i got some kind of salad or something uh but it overall was a really nice experience sitting outside it was a wonderful neighborhood and so you know if you go there and, and especially if you really want something gluten-free that's a good place to go and then afterwards um we had already decided, well, I had decided that I was going to eat gelato <laughs> as much as possible because I went to Italy in uh, college when I was, uh, I studied abroad and then I was backpacking around and I went to Italy and ate gelato. You know, it was a really good memory. <laughs> and I thought, well, I'm going to do that again because, you know, 
but I had read a like a lot about the the organic ones and the ones that use you know better ingredients and that kind of thing. So um, I made an effort to search those out. So I'll be telling you about those. But there's one place was called Fata Morgana. Yeah, and uh, they have an extensive labeling system. They kind of artisan gelato. Uh, it's hard to understand everything because I don't speak Italian or any other language, but they did have an extensive labeling system, and uh, you could tell that they definitely try hard, and it wasn't a bunch of um, crazy colors or anything like that. So that was really good, um, and that was in that same neighborhood, but there's those are several of those all over. So, And then, then it was really nice. And we walked home, and we did a lot of taxis and walking to um, kind of 50-50. So we, we definitely walked our 10,000 steps per day, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we did. I mean, a lot of, especially the first day in Rome, because what I read, they couldn't rent a car or anything. It's really hard to drive around Rome. So basically, and getting into a cab for five minutes every time was too much. If you remember, we get the hop on and hop off. So what we were doing is just getting in the bus, listening to what she says, then we stop at the, you know, the historic area. We go off, go and take pictures, and look at the, the area, then go back and get in the same bus, stop at the next area. So that's what we did for first day. And it worked well because at the end, at the end, they'll drop us right by the Vatican's, and the Vatican's, there's a shuttle to the hotel we were staying at so basically you know one time pay for the hop on hop off and you're done yeah we did the whole loop so we saw everything but we're not like super huge history buffs or anything so i mean if you really want to spend a lot more time then go ahead but we were just kind of there for the food so we tried to find a farmer's market and it said it was open and we walked all the way to this <laughs> one and then it we got there and there was this one lady selling food out of her truck and we're like, hey, you know, because she looked like a farmer. And so we're like, where's the farmer's market? And she was like, oh, it's in September. So, well, we tried. <laughs> but um, then we got on the train. We only had seven days. So we were really pushing ourselves to get everywhere and see as much as we could. Because uh, Grassfed Chef had never been to Italy. So we wanted to see a lot and do a lot. So we were pretty tired when we got home. The next, then we, we took the train to Florence, and uh, we walked around Florence a little bit. It was really nice, a really nice day. It wasn't too hot that day, and we just walked around all it the... It was hot. We just got used to it. <laughs> well, when you're in a different place, then it seems different. So uh, I had read about this little place called Il Desco. It has its own organic farm where they get all their vegetables and they're just very into sustainable and they have a lot of attention to detail about gluten-free. So we went there and we sat outside. They had a little patio kind of a thing. And uh, it was just amazing. I think that was probably one of the best dinners we had the whole time. At I-L-D-E-S-C-O. And... Uh, the guy was telling us about his little farm, and, all, and we were like, yeah, we know, that's why we came here. But the first thing I had that was so amazing was like, you know, 
we always think of flan as a as a as a dessert, but they actually made it as a savory, and it had goat cheese and I don't remember broccoli what was or a quiche. Well, I know, but that's what they called it. They called it just but it a was quiche. very, very, very delicate, and it was like the best thing I ever tasted. And so some kind of vegetable is squash or pumpkin. I don't know what, but it was so so good. <laughs> I was like crying. It was so good. The thing is, you like fluffy stuff and you like goat cheese. <laughs> and, and I like pudding. Anything that's like a pudding, I cannot handle. That's it. why I played you, and they put <laughs> it over a salad. It was on in the. It was just really, really great. So the next thing we kind of shared because we wanted everything on the menu. So the next thing was um, the tartare. No, the next thing was uh, the gluten-free crepe. Oh, that was next. Okay, the gluten-free, I was going to save that. But the gluten-free crepe was unbelievable. I don't even know what was in it, but, I mean, it was crazy. It was not sweet. It was savory. Some kind of cheese, but it was crispy on the edge. Oh, my gosh. And it had cream, whipped cream on the top, but it wasn't sweet. Right or was that whipped cream? No, it was like a it was like a cheese. That was like a cheese, but there was cheese inside of it too. I don't know what was in it, but it was. <laughs> but it had vegetables in it too. Okay, we're not gonna be food critics of the year, but it was amazing. So just go to Il Disco, and we were like, we were having an emotional experience over this crepe, and then. Uh, that I wanted to have tartare because I never really had tartare before that I could remember. Maybe I have, but um, this one, I, you know, I felt better about it being like an Italian cow and everything because eating raw cat, raw meat is just a little sketchy if it's conventional, you know. I wanted it to be like a grass-fed Italian cow made me feel better. So, and that, this region is, Tuscany is really known for their food. It's kind of like Napa and San Francisco and so I tried to eat it just by itself and it was just kind of it was almost like like a like an ahi tuna tartare and I was just like this is needs something I can't just eat it's like mush you know it's like baby food and I was like I need something I don't know what and then the guy brought some gluten-free toast and I was like oh this is the best thing ever because it had tons and tons of like grated garlic and I mean, then I had no problem like finishing it off. <laughs> so I usually, if you know me, I don't eat a lot of gluten-free products when I'm at home. But, you know, when I was in Italy, whatever, I don't care. I'm just going to try things. And um, so that gluten-free toast really saved my, uh, my tartare experience. And then what else do we have? You got some kind of stuffed rabbit thing with a, some kind of a... Kind of a hollandaise sauce. It was it was a, a stuffed stuffed rabbit with ground beef, and basically your tartar. <laughs> so but it's it tasted stuffed, like a. But it was so so moist that the rabbit itself you you forget that it's so lean as a meat. So you could I, cut it with a fork. It was so. You, you didn't. I didn't need, need a knife at all for, with it, and. Uh, it was served, you know, with the salad next to it. The salad was a little bitter. Was uh, some kind of uh, arugula or something? Arugula mixture, and the 
the, the, the rabbit itself was really sweet. It was really nice dinner. And we, I mean, like she said earlier, all my salads were uh, tomato mozzarella. The only thing I wanted this because the tomato, it's, a, it's the time for it in August. And the mozzarella cheese is one of my favorite cheeses. And I wanted to taste every region with the mozzarella. Actually, the second day when we were in Rome, I ordered as my appetizer just a bowl of mozzarella. And it was amazing with salt and pepper and olive oil. Oh, I messed up. I skipped that meal. Sorry. Okay, when we were in... When we were... The morning we were in Rome, we ate lunch at the this neighborhood near the Vatican. It was called... Uh, Settembrini was the restaurant and it was a really nice atmosphere because it was a little bit out of the tourist area so it was very neighborhood feel and the guy was very uh, nice to us and put up with all of our weird requests and um, we had a, just a really cute table outside and you really felt like you were part of the, the neighborhood and everything so I got some kind of steak with a it was like it was small pieces it wasn't like a steak steak and it was salad and oh the first thing was this amazing calamari with um spinach and then like candied oranges or something like that and 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 some kind of beet vinegar or something it was crazy it was so good I mean I'm crazy for calamari anyway but this was so good and Nabil got like a a shrimp with pasta and it was um, gluten-free and his was looked really good and then he got that fresh mozzarella thing that the guy was like oh we just got delivered from the region of wherever yeah, it comes he said, from he said this morning we just got it okay i'm in heaven get me yeah. one yeah so he just put salt and pepper and olive oil all over it and so that was a fun experience to eat kind of off the beaten path of the tourist and it was a really Nice area. So back to Florence, back to El Disco. Uh, then what did I have as my main course at El Disco? You got the tartare. Oh, that was the main that course? That was the main course for oh, you. Okay, so we had four things? I thought we had five things. We have two appetizers. You said already about the first one. We got three, three appetizers. You got, oh, you got a, the I mozzarella. I got the tomato so. mozzarella oh, okay. too. Okay. So then we didn't get we didn't get dessert there. We wa kept walking around. Because Caitlin wanted gelato again. Yeah, I wanted gelato again. Because <laughs> I found this place called Grom. So it's all over Italy. I don't know if it's outside of Italy or not. But it was one of the first places to really use seasonal ingredients. And also they didn't want to have the... Um, they use a lot of organic ingredients. They also didn't want to have the food colorings. And, you know, you know how sometimes you see ice cream, men ice cream, and it's bright green and all that. And you're like, that can't be real. So they don't use any of that kind of stuff. They also have a lot of dairy-free. It's like, I guess it's called sorbetto. And so uh, and they, it wasn't overly sweet. My favorite thing was, like, this chocolate. They called it, I guess because it was, like... They called it like Azteco and, and things like that because it was like from Central America or South America. And uh, so I liked the, those flavors because they weren't sweet, very sweet. And so I love that. 
And I just wanted to go to Grom every time I could because there was one in almost every city. So that was just, to me, <laughs> the wonderful thing. I think they even have gluten-free cones. I think the whole store is gluten-free. But again, it's hard to understand everything because you're on the go and it's all in Italian. So um, if you want to look that up and read all about it, maybe you can get your, your browser to go to Google Translate and <laughs> Don't worry, you'll find it anywhere because she ate it at a bus, the bus station, the train, the airport, the restaurant, the neighborhood. She ate gelato from that place, specifically that place every meal. I think if we woke up in the morning, maybe she did if I, if I was sleeping. Yeah, you were sleeping. I was out there. So if it's very, very small portion, so um, they have a much different thing than here like where they give you these giant scoops and um it's much smaller and I just it was so wonderful it was worth it uh so the next thing was we went to sleep <laughs> and then we got up and you know I love to go to the grocery store wherever I am I just love the grocery store everywhere because you get to learn all about the food of a place and what they have and um, I had looked up organic grocery store near our hotel and then Bill was sleeping so I thought this is my chance to go to the grocery store which is my favorite thing on earth and so I got to look at every little thing and they call organic over there they call it bio so it's like bio so everything is organic is called bio so it was really fun to look at all the bio stuff in the Carrefour, which was near our place. And it seems like a grocery store I remember back from England, so I don't know if it's an English grocery store or what. But it, it had amazing food, and it was just a small little tiny... It was a chain grocery store, but it, they had everything in there. I was really amazed at all the stuff. So I got a bunch of stuff for a picnic, and then we rented a car, and we drove around Tuscany, and... Um, it was a little challenging to get the car and everything uh, at the state at the rental car place. You have to wait a while, and you know. But then we got out to Tuscany, and we found this really cute little spot. We went to Siena first, uh -huh. and then what happened? Siena is a town all the way. I mean, on the top of a hill or a mountain or something like this. I mean, it was high. And to see the entire valley, and you see all the vineyard, and you see all the, you know, the small houses, and the, the produce they have, it was really nice. So what we did, we went all the way up there, we walked for a little bit, we, find, we found really nice spot, I mean, you can look on uh, down to the valley, and we made our picnic, we had some uh, cherry tomatoes, we have a local cheeses. I had a brie. We had a carrots and stuff. So we had a little picnic for just us. We were sitting and relaxed. The weather was just amazing. We were under a tree. It was just beautiful at this place. It's called Siena. And then we walked again through all the shops and the little streets. Uh, and we met, you know, so many people there. We saw and took a lot of pictures. And then we went to another town. And the second town, I cannot pronounce the name of it. It's, <laughs> it's something like San Giomo or something like that. 
It's another little famous, like, Italian hill town or Tuscan, you know. They, they're, they're kind of all rivals with Rome, and they built these little towns on the top of a hill so they could see their enemies and stuff. And they're very uh, medieval-looking and really beautiful. So Siena, we walked around there. I think they had a, they had a Grom, so that was the highlight. <laughs> We sat in the square and looked at um, the old architecture and everything. We saw a little band that walked through. It was all dressed up and like they looked like court jesters. So that was, was pretty fun. cool, though. And we saw the Duomo, which is like the church of the town. And um, it was really beautiful. It was just kind of like a movie. So those things are, you know, really quaint. And if you like that kind of stuff. And... Then we did not spend too long, I mean, uh, in uh, Tuscany that day. We, I mean, I felt a little tired, then I told her we need to go back and I need to take a nap. I mean, we went back about 6 p.m. We got there and they said they'll take a nap and we can, I mean, within two hours we go and have dinner, but... Yeah, we wanted to get, Florence is famous for this. I think it's kind of like a blue and black, like a Pittsburgh kind of a. It's like T-bone. I know, but the the cooking style, I you think can, it's a little raw on the inside, and I don't know, cooked well on the outside. So. Um, but it was a, it's called a Florentine steak. It's a T-bone. So we wanted to get that, but Nabil was a, has a sore throat and he wasn't feeling well. So we went, he had to go to sleep, and I just ended up working on my blog like I always do. So that was kind of lame. But, you know, your body, you have to listen to your body and take a break sometimes. And, of course, you know, I put essential oils all over him and to support his wellness, and, you know, that helped a lot. So uh, in the morning, we were going to check out. Do we have... Yeah, we were gonna. We took took the car back, and then we went to the train station. We had still had some more snacks in our bag from the day before, and we went to Cinque Terre. So that is a five towns where they're really old, and they're all on this this kind of. Uh, these hills and it's they've got the vineyard like the vineyard vines and it's very dramatic that they, they they drop down into the sea and there's very old little towns and there's like five of them in a row and it's very very scenic and picturesque so we really wanted to go there and we rented an airbnb so we dropped our stuff at the airbnb and then we took this little bus that took you between the five towns and we would just get off in each of the little towns and look around. And um, we didn't really go to the beach, but we just kind of looked around. And then uh, we picked up some snacks and things. And I don't think we really ate a big meal that day. Then we went back to the Airbnb and we made this giant pot of soup because... The best thing to eat when you're feeling a little under the weather is to eat soup. So we made a big pot of soup with vegetables and um, broth, and it was just really nice. And it was so fun to cook when you've been staying in hotels. 
especially if you are really sensitive to gluten and stuff, then it's important to stay in places where you can cook. And um, it was really nice. We washed all of our clothes and we made soup and we, we had a little balcony so we could sit out over the water and look at the, the, the people walking by and looking at the boats. And it was just really beautiful place. And uh, it was a nice place to rest up because the next day, but what it what I what I liked about the Cinque Terre is uh, town they're connected like uh, like a chain. It starts from the town we were staying at, pretty close to the train station. So what we did, we we take we took the hop on hop off the little bus thing, and you pay one time. It was a uh, seventeen bucks each. So we were we were going to the town. So we I mean they take us. It's a little steep, going downhill to go to each town. You go there. Everyone, every town has its own beach, its own church. So what we're doing, we go. We got dropped there. Between each bus was about thirty to forty-five minutes. So we spend the thirty or forty-five minutes to one, in one place. Then the other bus, when it comes, we jump and we go to the second one. So basically, we hit the first four within like half a day. We saw all of them. Then the day after, we went and we went to the best one, which is, uh, what is the name of it again? Monterezzo. Yeah. the well, Mon that's the one with the best beach. So we really kind of wanted to go to the beach. And um, in the morning, we... We had already checked all these little towns out, so we knew which one we wanted to go back to. And uh, we stored our stuff in the train station. They had a little drop where you could pay to have your... So we went to the beach all day, and we rented... In, in Europe, you have to rent a beach chair, or else you just... I don't know. It seems like it's not like American beaches. You have to rent a beach chair, or else you're just a loser or something. So we rent, rent a beach chair, and... It makes it so you can stay out longer because you have a parasol over you, a big umbrella, and um, so you won't get burned. And I really like that because you can see you have the, bree the breeze coming and you won't get burned. But if you want to move your chair into the sun for a little bit or just go in the water and get some sun, you can. But it's a nice way to be on the beach without getting burned up like we did when I was a kid. So it's a little more civilized in a... I had read about, we, we ate breakfast in our Airbnb, so that was nice to have a, a, a cooked breakfast and um, just kind of fuel up for the day. And then I boiled some eggs, so I took those with us. So you can do that kind of thing and um, prepare kind of for the next meal too. But we wanted to have a really nice lunch because we had missed our dinner the night before in uh, Florence or then two days before. So we had this place I found in the guidebook called Miki Cantina. So M-I-K is kind of like, looks like milky, but there's no L. And um, I think they have a more fancy restaurant, but we went to the cantina part and it was on the beach and we had just a really beautiful view and sit on the beach, uh, on the boardwalk kind of. And um, they had all the food that we like, kind of like the carpaccio. No, that wasn't the carpaccio. No, that, that was not. the... It was, was um, the anchovies. Yeah, well, we had an octopus cooked in 
lemon. It was it was um, marinated, so it was very soft. Octopus is very hard to cook and not be tough. So anytime you can have good octopus, you've won. <laughs> and um, we had octopus salad. We had a, I had the tomato mozzarella. You had the tomato course. mozzarella. But it, that's different. Everybody serves it differently. This one was served with sun-dried tomato sauce, which I think it worked well with the tomato and yes it was, was kind of like a sun-dried tomato pesto they put on it that was really yummy and you know n- normally i don't eat a lot of dairy or i try to avoid dairy when i'm at home but again i was in italy and i don't care so i think for me that's the way that to make a paleo lifestyle work is to have fun i mean i'm not the i never eat gluten intentionally um, but I will let myself slide in dairy, and I will eat some gluten-free things every once in a while. I really don't eat them at home in Nashville or in San Francisco because they're not really worth it because I kind of know what they're going to taste like. So to me, it's not really worth it. But when I was in Italy, I kind of want to open my horizons. And um, what else we get at Miki? Oh, the this was probably one of the best things we had, <laughs> along with all the other best things. But this was the anchovies. So we think of anchovies as just like the salted ones in the can. And they're really, you know, maybe on pizza back in the 80s or something. But we don't really eat them normally. So actually, anchovy just refers to a type of fish. It doesn't mean that it's salted. It's a kind of sardine. It's a small sardine, yeah. It's called anchovy. It's a different kind. It has a different feature. It looks like a sardine. It's it's a sardine itself, if you want to call it that way. I mean, if you take it like it's a seafood, it's a fish, then it's a sardine, then it goes down to anchovies, and all the other sardines has name at different millions of different kind of sardines. One of them is anchovy, and this one, I was. I mean, I was happy about it. I just ordered it with garlic and butter. And they they serve it with about 10 different preparations. So you can choose how you want it seasoned. And what what we're used to is salted anchovies, which is, that's what they call it there, right? Salted anchovies. But what we got was probably what more you would think of as a sardine. Um, very small, and you could just eat the whole thing because it has a lot of calcium, a lot of selenium, vitamin D. Sardines are, and anchovies are superfoods. Um, so this was just amazing. You can pull the bone out easily as well, uh, but you can eat the whole fish, and that was probably one of the best things I've had. What else? What did you get as your main course? Well, main course was funny. It's really funny. Oh. It's a whole fish, and it says in English and Italian, it's a whole fish. You are going to carve it yourself. You got to clean it yourself. I mean, like they were trying to make sure that you are going to get the whole fish, and we are not going to do anything to it. <laughs> we bring the whole one, and you deal with it. Well, they take the, the guts out, right? Of course, they're not going to. I mean, they cook it, it too. Um, yeah, they cook it, but they, that makes it stink um, really bad if they don't take those out before they cook it. But it's really easy to cut it once it's already cooked. So it it's um, you just have to kind of remove the bones and stuff. But 
I actually ended up like totally just eating all of his so but he's used to that <laughs> and mine wasn't very good because I got a ceviche ceviche and I don't think that's a specialty there in Italy so just keep that for when you're here in the states and get it in a you know Peruvian restaurant or something so that wasn't quite their their best dish but um but that kind of goes back to the theory of eating locally and seasonally and you know, don't get a dish that's totally not from that region uh, if you want it to be really good. So um, I think that's like a Latin American, South American roots of that. Uh, so I pretty much ate all of his fish and it was amazing with the olive oil. They bring you like the best olive oil and oh my gosh, like I'm crying like right now thinking about it. It was like the softest thing. But we love, love seafood so much. But, um, all right. So that was a really nice lunch. Of course, we got gelato again after lunch. After lunch. And um, it wasn't really that good because they didn't have the grom there. So, <laughs> but I was just trying to find something. And um, they also don't have, the two things I missed the most in Italy were the, the um, like, Almond milk lattes, they do not have that at all. I never heard of anybody having almond milk. And they don't definitely don't have it in the... They, maybe they have it in the grocery, but definitely not at the coffee shops. And all they have is, like, cappuccinos with tons of milk. And it's... I'm sure that's great for people. But when you're paleo and you really just want, like, an almond milk latte, it just doesn't do it for you. And you just end up drinking a lot of milk, which you don't even want. And it's just, like, gross. So... I don't really understand. Plus they're small and if you get an espresso, then you get like one sip and that's also disgusting because I don't really eat, well, normally don't eat much sugar. So I don't put sugar in my coffee and all that. So it was just like the coffee situation. Plus I drink decaf, which I know is really lame, but I had adrenal fatigue really bad. So I can't just drink a lot of caffeine. If I, I get like a horrible headache and I have like mood swings and all this stuff. So I can't really do the whole coffee thing, but I love the taste of coffee, so it's kind of like a catch-22. So just be prepared. The coffee situation is very different there, and you won't get what you're used to if you're used to weird stuff like me. You will get instant, de instant uh, decaf, which is pretty sick, and a bunch of milk. So froth it up. <laughs> and what... What else? Oh, the kombucha. I really wanted a kombucha like the whole time. Uh, the only thing I found was a kefir in Italy, which we'll talk about. So I had a kefir a few days. So, so you don't get many pro probiotic foods unless you really, you know, go out of your way um, to find them. We didn't find the whole foods. I don't know if it was there, but <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so um, let's get back to the schedule here. What else do we do? And we went to we got Torino. back on we got back on the train, so we had some more snacks, I guess, on the train. I don't know where we got all this food from, but in the little towns, there's little like fruit stores and and you could just buy a few things and we had this loaf of gluten free bread that we brought with us, and it it stayed the whole week, and we just ate like little piece little piece, and that it was funny, so the next town was Torino, which I wasn't very excited about Torino because I didn't know that there was anything good about it. 
or special or whatever. I mean, of course, there's something special about every place, but I didn't really understand. And then I started reading more and more. So Nabil's favorite soccer team there is there. It's called Juventus. So that wasn't really what was a draw for me. But uh, he wanted to see their field and go to the museum. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be boring. But it actually turned out to be really fun. And it was really cool just kind of seeing the history of the team. And um, and then uh, that would took, like, the whole morning, the first day. And then Torino, we got – that was kind of in the outskirts. And then we took a bus back to the downtown area, the central city part. And Torino is just beautiful. It's kind of like Paris. It has these long, long pedestrian streets with pedestrians only and just shops and pedestrians, which is just so European and so nice. And we stopped and we got... Uh, we went to a coffee shop and you got your latte like always. I got yeah, which was gross as usual. And then I got some... I love the brisola. I love to go get... They have that kind of a cured beef. Um, so I love to get that. So I just eat that everywhere that we were in Italy because we don't have a lot of brisola here. and But the best part is when... I'm not going to talk much about Juventus because if I start talking about them, I won't shut up. But when we I mean the guy who did the tour for us inside the field and inside the museum... At the end of it, I went and talked to him for a couple of minutes. It happened that his uncle owns a restaurant downtown. And he told us about, okay, this is the restaurant of my uncle. If you have time, go ahead and look at it and whatever. So we went back to the hotel and I read about the menu. The menu was just amazing. Okay, so I said, all right, we'll give it a shot. We went there. It was the best literally the best meal I had in Italy in the last maybe like five or six years. They give you food. So much. They will serve you food. And it was in this really cute little um, plaza. plaza. And you know, it was very just like a movie with all the little uh, tables and little candles. And it's just ridiculous how cute it was. And uh the portions were out of this world and our waitress, she spoke really good English and she was from Sicily and she said, oh, the portions in Sicily are way bigger. She was like, this is nothing. And we were like dying after our appetizers. We were so full because it was like, they gave us like pure protein. Like Nabil got the carpaccio octopus, which is like shaved octopus. And it almost looked like shaved turkey or something. It was so thin and, um, it was like a pound on his plate. Literally, yeah. It was it was, it was a pound of carpaccio. That like was a, my first appetizer. It was like a lemon. It had like a lemon dressing kind of. And it was very light. I mean, light tasting. And I mean, it was just a huge, huge, huge portion. I was like, you're going to explode. And, um, and then the, uh, what did I get as the... Appetite? You got a mixed cured meat. Oh, I got like three different things. I got a duck. Like a, uh, what do they call that? And the duck is like sous vide. Yeah. So sous vide duck with like orange sauce. 
Um, and the waitress, she totally told me everything that was gluten-free. And she even came back and was like, no, you can't get this because it has a sauce and da-da-da. So it was a really nice... Um, there, it's better to just go ahead and say you're celiac because of the language barrier and everything. And they understand that word. They know that word. So it's just easier than just trying to be like, oh, gluten intolerance, blah, blah, blah. So just go ahead and say it because that's going to give you better uh, service and, uh, and not have amb ambiguity there. And um, so what I got that and was another tartare, right? Another little tartare, I think. And then a little bit of the octopus. I had three, like, kind of a sampler well, you plate. Had, you had uh, a tartare, and you had... Uh, what's his name? Pate. Oh. And you had a pate in it. Oh, really? Yeah, three mm. slices pate. I don't know what kind, but... Well, I love pate any day of the week. So... That was amazing. Then he had this uh, tuna, which I didn't even understand. It was a tuna sauce over veal. Roasted veal. It was kind of like, looked like roast beef. Um, I mean, veal is beef, but, uh, and it was, it was crazy good. I mean, I don't even know what was in it, but she said I could eat it. So, and it was so much pro, again, like another pound of meat that was crazy. And literally, I'm a big guy. I could have stopped right there. I mean, with the carpaccio and the the veal, I was done. And it was only two appetizers. Yeah, we were and I was, I was somehow stupid not listening to the waitress. The waitress said, how hungry are you? I said, I'm hungry. She said, because the portions are big. I said, I'm hungry. I can finish. The first... The first two appetizers, I was full. I couldn't keep going. Then the third, the third course, it was uh, what, no, it was the risotto. Oh It was yeah. a peace risotto, and peace risotto. I ate it, but I almost puked, <laughs> and that was <laughs> just. You're gonna make it sound appetizing. It was a, it was really good risotto, but he was very full. And they had, mine had goat cheese. He got no goat cheese. He just got like butter and Parmesan or something because he doesn't like goat cheese the way I do. Um, but it was really good risotto. I thought, I thought it was a little al dente, but he said it wasn't that bad. So I don't know. Um, but I didn't eat the whole thing because I wanted to wait and see what else was coming. Because <laughs> everything's kind of a surprise in Italy when you don't know um, the language. And uh, so you just... I'd have to save room and then I got this fish she was like she said the sauce on the the dish I wanted had gluten so she said I should get this sea bass so I thought sure whatever she says I was so full by that point I didn't even care you know <laughs> I really wasn't hungry at all but the sea bass was amazing I've never seen a crust Nabil's always trying to teach me how to do a crust if you've seen our book, um, we have a lot of fish dishes, and he would try to teach me how to make the crust crispy on a fish, and it is just still, I mean, a mystery to me, but uh, this was the crispiest fish crust I have ever seen. I mean, it made a sound when you cut it, and that's really hard to do, right? Oh, yeah. And the fish was, like, also very, very <laughs> moist and tender, so it was amazing. 
I'm really glad that she recommended that because that was the only thing I could have fit in my stomach at that point was like a light fish. And um, and then what did you get? You got another veal thing? Yeah. More veal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yep. And a dessert. What, uh, what happened is they have this deal, like uh, a 45 euro for a five-course menu. Yeah, that's why we got all this stuff. I got a, I got one that was 30 euro for... But I kind of wanted to just try everything. So I assumed, like, if in, a, in the States, everything would be small if you you got that. But here in Torino, everything was huge. So it was really weird for us because <laughs> we're used to getting ripped off, I guess, in San Francisco with tiny bites of food. But, um, I mean, the food's always good in San Francisco, but it's expensive, so... And we were really lucky this time because the the euro and the dollar are very close, so we didn't feel like we were spending. I mean, before I've been to England, and I felt like every dollar was just going in a, a fire pit. But this time, it was kind of like one-to-one, and so it was sort of like you were spending at home. And the great thing is that you didn't have to leave a big tip, so that was really helpful. So you could just kind of... And I don't think there was... Was there tax? I don't even see any tax. I don't know. It was, like, this huge meal was only, like, 70 euro, which is, like, like probably 80 bucks or something like that. So, I mean, for us to eat all that was pretty good. Uh, but your thing, your last thing was more like a, almost more like a um, prime rib, right? Yeah, my last, like my, my soft with a sauce and uh, roasted t- uh, potatoes. Oh, it was, it looked really good. And then I got a... Um, a panna cotta, which was really, really excellent. And what did you get? I got a chocolate mousse. Oh, yeah. So a lot of, like, mousses and puddings and stuff. I love that. <laughs> There's a couple of those in our book. And we had free breakfast of that those two days because we stayed in, a tur- in the Marriott in Torino. And that was really nice. And we got really good at the subway. Torino is really, really nice because it's all fixed up because of the Olympics, the Winter Olympics several years ago. So everything's really clean and it's really nice in Torino. So if you want to go there, it's like the slow food capital of the world, which brings us to the next thing, which was, you tell them about it, Italy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Italy, it's not Italy, the country, it's eat. Like mangiare, eat Ali, and it was one of the best. I actually never seen anything like it. We have we have been at the one in New York, but the one in New York had about twenty five percent what this one had. It was and a section the- of the cheeses. The cheeses was just amazing, and they had the common beer. That literally you cannot touch. It vibrates in your hand. It's like melting. And I made a sandwich out of it. It was just beautiful. Had a lot of cured meat. We had a lot of good chocolates. I mean, the dark chocolate was like you know twenty or twenty five different kinds, and the food inside have four or five restaurants. All of them they're so dedicated to local food, local produce. So it was just amazing. It's, it's like a store. It's like a food store and restaurants and a, like a Williams Sonoma, like a Whole Foods, all in one. But it's all Italian focused. And if you're not familiar, there's ones opening up all over. I think there's one in Chicago and L.A. And um, 
I think Mario Batali is involved in it. Yeah, he's one of the big investors. And uh, we went to the one in New York like several times. We really liked it. But the, this one was way less people. Uh, I mean, it's still busy, but it was less people than in New York. And we went, our hotel was actually around the corner, which we kind of planned that. That was one thing we planned well. <laughs> and uh, and we, we just enjoyed, we went twice. We loved just buying snacks and we got a lot of gifts to take home. And so if you get over to an Italy, look it up. There's ones all over the world now. There's one in Dubai. <laughs> we want to go all over. So we got a, some stuff for the train and we ate a picnic on the train and we went back to Rome and unfortunately we had to go home but that night we ate dinner in the hotel because our hotel is kind of far out so we got a really good dinner they were really nice at the Marriott they had any of the pastas could be gluten-free we had we got to swim in the pool and it was just really low-key kind of the only thing I didn't like is well, it remind us that in the state they don't give you much food <laughs> we sat down and the portions became so small at the Marriott itself when we finished our dinner, we went and sat outside by the pool and looked at the uh, room. And I was asking the lady, the, the hostess, and I told her how come those some places are giving us a lot of food and here we didn't get much. And they said, don't forget, you're staying at the Marriott. Yeah, they try to make everything like a, the USA. So it, you know, on one hand, it's really nice because, you know, when you're in a foreign country, it gets kind of tiring um, to always try to figure out every little thing. And so, um, but it's also, uh, they do give you smaller portions, but it's fine. I mean, we ate a lot, so whatever. Um, but I had a really good gluten-free pasta dish with some zucchini and shrimp, I think. And then, uh, Nabil got, what'd you get at the Marriott? I got the fish, but it I mean, steamed, steamed sea bass, which is, I assume, like, they're going to give me the same size as I got at Cinque Terre, but that was pretty small, but the st it was really nice. The food was fantastic. The taste was amazing. The only thing is a big difference between the portion itself. One thing I loved is everywhere you go, they have sparkling water at the table. They'll bring you a bottle. They don't bring tap water like they do here. They just bring you, if you ask for water, they're going to bring you a bottle of water. So you're going to pay for it. Um, but it's really good water, so I don't care. And it was really, really good um, sparkling water everywhere we went. So just in, in the next morning, we had a free breakfast, and then we got on the airplane. And we had good luck on the airplane. We... We uh, asked for a gluten-free meal, and they gave us coconut curry chickens. We were really excited about that because we were really hungry because our flight was delayed, and we didn't have any food. And um, so just in closing, I mean, we had a really nice trip. Just when you're planning, just try to uh, read some stuff, get on Yelp, get on TripAdvisor, plan ahead a little bit, look for some gluten-free websites and some advice from other people who have been and I hope this has been helpful and uh we will say arrivederci and join us next time and make sure you catch all of our posts at grassfedlist.com thanks for listening if you enjoyed this podcast please leave us a review on itunes see you next time bye bye